재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 We are back with part two of our discussion on this upcoming summit between President Park Geun-hye and President Hassan Rouhani. Following the lifting of international sanctions on Iran, uh, in this segment, we're going to take a closer look at the diplomatic progress that's been made between Iran and their former Western adversaries, as as well as some of the principal challenges remaining in ensuring that this new relationship continues to succeed. Uh, give us your thoughts. Text us at pound one zero one three for fifty one, or send us a Kakao Talk message. We'll be joined by an expert from the UK in just a little bit. Here in the studio, once again from Hanguk University of Foreign Studies, Professor Sa Jung Min, Professor Sa, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, this uh, sanctions regime—it's—it's it's a tiered, staged um, effort in terms of the lifting and the agreement. What is the current level of progress in relieving these long-standing sanctions against Iran? Okay. Anyway, you know, so with the accord between Iran and P5 plus one now reached, the sanction relief include first release of Iran's frozen funds abroad, est- estimated at over 100 billion dollars as of 2015. Second, the removal of sanctions against exports of Iranian oil. Third, allow foreign firms to invest in Iran's oil and gas, automobiles, hotels, and other sectors. Fourth, allow Iran to trade with. With the rest of the world and use the global banking system, but nevertheless, you know, some there is some still, you know, U.S. and you know, EU governments has have maintained some areas of san- sanctions, including trading with Iranian entities, individuals, you know, in items related to first military goods and technology, second military or missile related. Items. Third, items which may be used for political repression or humanitarian uh, suppression, mm. and especially United States, you know, has maintained you know stricter, you know, still you know some kept on you know some the stricter you know some the restrictions on non-U.S. companies who transact in U.S. dollars, and who export U.S. origin goods, and who employ U.S. persons. Now, it's certainly a lot of caveats there in terms of the agreement, uh, as explained by Professor Ha. We also have joining us on the line, managing director of the Middle East Consultancy Services from the UK, Dr. Rebwar Fatah. Hello. Hello. I can hear you. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Fatah. Uh, some recent developments here: uh, new sanctions have been pushed by the United States in response to uh, the recent. Iranian missile test. Do you feel that is uh, threatening or poses a threat in terms of the recent progress that has been made in their bilateral relationship? I, I believe it does because I think the Iranian missile test um, somehow strained the relationship, the international relationship uh, with Iran. Um, I, I, I understand that they already agreed to remove the sanctions, the United Nations sanctions. Previous one, but uh, I, I I believe the missile test is rather controversial, and even if it doesn't undo what, what the progress that uh, has been done, it it will somehow probably delay the release of funds, uh, as your speaker mm. said in the in the studio. I think I think it, now the relationship is uh, in a in a much lower uh, stage of the negotiation. Um, and and the day before yesterday, the foreign ministers they only agreed on the next meeting, so they didn't really. After two and a half hours, they didn't agree of anything. So that shows 
how difficult the negotiations are. Right. Uh, Professor Sa, uh, I guess it's the worst case scenario in terms of people who want to see uh, peace uh, between the two sides. How quickly would the United States and its uh, international partners be able to impose snapback sanctions if they feel that Iran has reneged on the terms of the deal? Perhaps is there a grandfather clause included in the agreement? Yes, this is point, you know, Korean companies and other, you know, international you know, companies are worrying about, you know, some of the, you know, so in the future scenario. But, you know, in uh, the JCPOA, Joint Comprehensive, Comprehensive Plan of Action, there's some, you know, some, you know, stipulations regarding snapback. But, you know, it's not very clear. It's very vague, you know, mm. some of the clauses. For example, you know, so although the United States and the European Union will not retroactively impose sanctions for legitimate activity undertaken after implementation day, the JCPOA will not grandfather contracts signed prior to setback. Mm. But the problem is neither the U.S. government nor the EU authorities have indicated how far in advance any notice will be given in the event that sanctions snap back, nor have they indicated whether and for how long they would authorize wind-down period to allow companies to disengage from Iran. And also there's some subtle differences between Iran I'm sorry, uh, between EU and US, you know, some position. The United States, you know, some very clearly says, you know, some it will not grandfather Iran-related agreements entered into between implementation day and moment uh, snapback of U.S. sanctions is effective. But, you know, EU has somewhat, you know, some the lenient that the EU you know, say, you know, it will you know, likely to give a little bit, you know, grace period. Mm. Yeah, so it's interesting. It does seem like it's subject for interpretation, which seems sure, to imply yeah. that if it is hypothetically a President Hillary Clinton, she might interpret it in a different way than, let's say, a President Donald Trump in terms of how they would react to those deals because of the wording that uh, you've described. Speaking of elections, uh, Dr. Fatab, the recent uh, Iranian elections, um, most people understand that uh, President Rani is part of the moderate faction, uh, very different from his predecessor Ahmadinejad do you think these recent results of the Iranian um, elections have sort of weakened the uh, the power of the hardliners and do you think the moderates do have a little bit more political leeway right now I I, I think the February parliamentary election uh, did uh, I mean uh, it's positive uh, to bring Iran into uh, or, or, or if you like open Iran towards the international community However, I, I mean, there are a number of issues which related to Iranian uh, uh, power struggle, internal power struggle. We just have to consider. I mean, the first one is um, how much power the parliament, the Iranian parliament, can, can have in, on the foreign policy of Iran and, and the nuclear power development or missile development or, or, or and so on. I mean, the, the second point is also, I, I, to my understanding, I, I don't think the different Iranian factions uh, have a strong uh, different uh, foreign policies. Um, I, I, I believe Iran is rather um, unusual in that, that the different political groups have similar foreign policy, mm. so I, I don't really see any major changes due to the parliamentary election on the Iranian foreign policy. 
Really, then, it, it was more of a question of domestic policy than uh, more so than international relations, is in your view? I, I, I believe okay. uh, that that is more a, a domestic uh, problem, the parliament, and, and, and I don't and I don't want to uh, undermine that. That's that's very positive, sure. but it doesn't really change the Iranian foreign policy. Very interesting. Well, speaking of foreign policy, Professor Saul, the key diplomats will be meeting uh, the U.S. Secretary of State, John Kerry, and his counterpart, Iranian Foreign Minister Zarif. Uh, what do you think are some of the main talking points in this upcoming meeting? And uh, as you pointed out, there's still some differences. Do you believe both parties can iron out those differences? So actually, some of the Mr. Kerry and Zarif have met, you know, some of the yesterday, oh, Tuesday. Okay. okay, they had, you know, some two hours and a half talk and you know some the they you know some made some kind of news conference talking about we have talked about you right. know, some the how well we implement you know some our nuclear nuclear you know some the agreements but you know this is the you know, outer you know some the the issue but then more importantly uh through this meet you know some the united states wants some kind of positive Iranian role in Syrian conflicts. As you know, you know, in Syrian civil war, you know, so there is about uh, 250,000 casualties, you know, during the last four years civil war. So United States, you know, some the RGC, Iranian government to, you know, some the, the take part in more positively in solving the Syrian you know, civil war. But as for Iranian side, you know, some the, 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 the Mr. Jarif, you know, has asked you know, it's not you know some the open in the press, but you know in my belief, you know the most the serious issue is Iran wants is you know some the uh, relieving the the dollar deal, as I mentioned, you know some the until nowadays you know some the under the U.S. you know some the sanctions some the the world companies international company cannot use U.S. dollars in transactions with Iran, but Mr. Zarif and the Iranian you know the the press are talking about, you know, some this time Zarif very strongly, you know, demands the the U.S. you know some the uh, permit to use uh, for all the international companies to use you know U.S. currency in Iranian deal. Right. So definitely some key issues, uh, especially for the uh, each country's uh, respective national interests, as far as that meeting uh, between John Kerry and Foreign Minister Zarif. Dr. Fatah, up till now, most people have kind of understood this deal to have been focused solely on the nuclear program uh, that Iran has been running. Uh, there is also the idea that, um, and again, you mentioned the elections and the hardliners and the moderates, but the country's domestic policies, their human rights record. There are, of course, uh, many people in the international community, whether it's the United States or the P5, uh, that, that want to address this issue. Do you feel that that could ev uh, eventually become a very, very important or contentious uh, part of any, I guess, uh, furthering of bilateral or multilateral relations between the sides? Um, I don't. I don't believe the Iranian human right uh, or, or Iranian poor human rights record will will uh, will be part of that negotiation. Although it does, Iranian uh, human rights record really does not help um, because uh, it can be used as a pretext for the. Uh, for strengthening the, 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 the negotiation, the sanction negotiation, but it wouldn't have a, a, a major role because, I mean, from past experience, um, human rights 
more or less really treated uh, as a domestic uh, issue unless unless it becomes like a, a regional or international issue such as what we see in Syria mm-hmm. that the, the displacement and refugees is, is putting uh, you know international community under under pressure but so far Iran managed to contain that problem and it's, it's mostly within the um, international borders of Iran N- nonetheless it doesn't help Iran when it's come to negotiation uh, to have a very poor human rights record. Uh, Professor Sai, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it, because uh, as you point out, you've lived 12 years in, in the Arab world, you've visited uh, Iran uh, many times, and often human rights is brought up, especially in the Western media, but there seems to be so much inconsistencies. We're ostensibly allies with Saudi Arabia, which has a very poor human rights record. Sure, we sort yeah. of look yeah. at China as the most important yeah. trading partner. They have yeah. And so it's very hard to kind of just say, yes. you guys are bad, you guys are okay, yes. right? That's why, you know, so many Iranians and other, you know, some Middle Eastern people are talking about double standard of the Western, you know, some governments and Western, you know, media. So, you know, some the if if there's, you know, some any just what they call just, you know, some the uh, uh, standard or just, you know, some the intervention, you know, it is such kind of case, you know, they may say, you know, they will accept it, but you know, there's a, you know, very very unbalanced, you know, yeah. some the approach from outside or external interventions. So that's the most, you know, some serious, you know, some criticisms, criticisms from the Middle East towards the West. It is a difficult time as far as uh, the United States trying to, uh, I guess, uh, balance all of these various relationships, Dr. Fatah. Uh, the final question, and we talked about this uh, briefly in terms of the uh, discussions between uh, Secretary of State Kerry and Foreign Minister Zarif, but Iran does have a very bitter relationship with some of the major regional players, namely, of course, Israel and uh, Saudi Arabia. There is a somewhat of a proxy war going on in Yemen right now. Um, Syria is also a major issue. Um, Are all of those kind of geopolitical events factors into whether this current Iranian sanctions regime being lifted could be scuppered or not? I think it's definitely in the background. I mean, the Iranian um, long foreign po- foreign policy uh, in the region uh, it, it will be taken into consideration because um, when Iran uh, tests, you know, advanced missiles, um, no doubt the Saudi Arabia and Israel, two major partners of uh, of the West, in particular the United States, uh, w- would be worried about increasing Iranian military power. In fact, Iranian foreign minister already used that rhetoric and stated that if the America is worried about the, uh, propagating uh, military uh, power in, in the Middle East, they should be worried about Israel and Saudi Arabia. And, and that, that is really one of the weaknesses of the West or, or Americans' foreign policy. It appears that what Israel and Saudi Arabia can get away, Iran cannot. And of course, uh, the more power Iran can have, and which, which also that comes from releasing Iranian funds, uh, which has been kept under the sanction, uh, will, will increase Iran's capability of acquiring uh, military power. And, and that is really the major problem in the Middle East, because Iran now is very, very influential in Iraq, in Syria, 
in uh, Lebanon via Hezbollah and of course in, in Yemen and uh, that doesn't help uh, uh, America's partner um, namely Israel and Saudi Arabia. Right. I think that is probably the main concern that probably the Western uh, allies will, will face and yeah. whether, whether Iran can play that game uh, in its favor I think Iran is a very sophisticated regime, and I have no doubt they can pull money strings. Hmm. Yeah, very interesting indeed. Dr. Fatah, thank you so much for joining us and uh, lending us your expertise. My pleasure. My pleasure. Have a good day. Thank you. That was Dr. Rebar Fatah from Middle East Consultancy Services in the UK. Professor Saw, as we uh, round out our discussion, we've been talking about uh, South Korea in this context because of this historic visit that the uh, president will be uh, going on. Um, it is considered important diplomatically, economically, and maybe even for national security. It seems almost like yesterday when uh, George W. Bush uh, famously gave that uh, State of the Union address and talked about the axis of evil, Iran, Iraq, and (laughs) North Korea. And, of course, now South Korea intimately involved with um, at least two of these uh, so-called axes of Mm -hmm. evil. In your outlook, do you feel that you are optimistic as far as South Korea uh, developing a relationship with Iran? And what do you think are some of the potential landmines that could uh, unravel this improvement? Yeah. I, you know, some generally speaking, I'm very optimistic about future relationship between Iran and Korea. But both country, uh, because you know, both country, you know, may you know need each other. So it means you know some of the as for Iran, the economic you know some of the reconstruction uh, requires you know some of the for, you know external help, like including you know the South Korean experiment of economic development, and then also you know Korea needs some kind of new market for our economic boost and you know some some stable flow of you know, energy to 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 us. So so we we can be you know some, we can build you know very recipro- reciprocal you know some relationship. But there's some, you know, obstacles, you know, possible obstacles. First one is, you know, some of the, uh, the possible change of U.S. leadership and Iranian policy. You know, as you know, you know, so Mr. Donald Trump, if he wins over the you know, election, you know, there's, you know, total disaster to uh, U.S.-Iranian you know, relationship. And second one is a long-time military relationship between Iran and North Korea. It would be, you know, some the long time obstacle in our diplomatic relations with Iran, and the final one, in my opinion, is there is a you know very strong the Chinese existence in Iran, mm. the dominance of Chinese. There, there is some kind of term Chinization of Iran during the last several years, during the period. Period when Korea has imposed, you know, sanctions on Iranian government and many other Western countries. Now China actually, you know, some the the invested, you know, many areas mm. in Iran, and then so China has already, you know, some the accessed, you know, have access in various, you know, some investments. So uh, China is very dominant in Iran, but you know, some in our, you know, some the advanced to Iranian market, we should have some kind of competitions with China. Companies, but we are. I cannot say we we are. You know, some the uh, you know some superior mm. in terms of you know competitive you know ad, you know competitive advantage in comparison with China. 
Very interesting. A lot of these issues I think most of us would not think about as you talk about, okay, the president's going to visit first time in uh, four or five decades, but uh, really uh, laying it out very clearly for us. Professor Seo Jung-min, as always, a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, thank you very much.